10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from Brussels, this is The Late Late Show with Jeff Pedley, and you are listening live. Good evening, it's The Late Late Show with Jeff Pedley, now on Thursdays. Tonight, it's all about playground trends and crazies. First, it's a trip down memory lane. What were your favourites? What were your least favourite? Then I'm looking forward. I'm joined by James Swan to judge the best and worst. I'd love to hear from you. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Late Late Show on September, sorry, September the 17th of November uh, 2022. When? I am Bradley. And I am joining you tonight uh, live from Brussels on Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, Tonight we are looking at playground trends and crazies. And uh, I am very looking forward to hearing from uh, from listeners as well. You can join in the conversation live on the Podbean app or by using the hashtag, sorry, the handle on Twitter at Jeff underscore Pedley or... Uh, by also contacting us at TT Radio 2022. Uh, what were your favourite playground trends? What were your least favourite? How has it changed? If you think of nowadays, it's uh, a lot of these a lot of these playground trends have died out. Uh, I am very uh, pleased to be joined again by James Swan, who will be giving us the primary sp- perspective uh, tonight. James, can you oh, hear me? Unmuted me now, have you? <laughs> Didn't want me interrupting your intro and heckling you. No, I write this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I write you. That's why I say September instead of November. Oh, that's cute. Are you re- I imagine you're reading it out of a little booklet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, how are you doing, James? Have you had I'm a good week? Great, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. I'm I've... fully, um, fully shattered already, and I've got four more weeks to go after this week. Oh, but see, I've we'll just come there. back, haven't I? I've just come back. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you deserved it though. You you did a nine weeker. Yeah, and today's been a today's been a long old day. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. I have a two hour. It's almost a two hour commute sometimes. So if you add the three to four hours commute, uh, the teaching all day. I just found out I'm, I'm getting inspected next week as well by some external inspectors on a uh, on a, a random for a two two lessons as well in a row, two full lessons in a row, and then. Uh, we have a we have a really weird thing here where we do class councils. It's I don't know if you've heard of it in the like this European system where basically it's we do like a meeting for like four hours after school where we just go through all the kids' data and it just oh. takes hours and hours and we have to. Is that with the inspector or is that part of school? No, this is like with the SLT etc. and. Basically, everybody else just nips in for a second. But if you're a language teacher, you have to stay there all the way through because you teach all of the different countries. You know, you're not just like a Portuguese physics teacher just come in for a little bit of the Portuguese and go. I have to stay there all the way through because I teach every every nation. And the only word I know, and sometimes it's in French as well. 
and they ask for my opinion, and I'm just go, je suis contre, which just means I'm against. I don't know what I'm against, but I just, everyone else says it, so. <laughs> Jeff, you are a modicum of professionalism. <laughs> have a modicum of it. Uh, and I'll tell you what I am happy with. I've just invested in a VPN so I can get BBC iPlayer. Oh, right. I thought that, I thought you were going to drop a NordVPN sponsorship deal then. I thought, wow. <laughs> no, but you did. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, other VPN services are available. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can get BBC iPlayer, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that. And, uh, yeah, it's been... But it, it, it's horrible when it gets darker, isn't it? Oh, I hate when... it. Especially when you've got Lee Ofsted coming in. Lee Ofsted. Have you? Have you? No, what, no that's what you've got, isn't it? Oh, what are uh... they called? Oh, the I understand too, yeah. Lofstead. Uh, I'm imagining Thompson and Thompson from Tintin is what it's going to be like. <laughs> I'm not too sure. There you sure. go, there's, some, there's a the Belgian classic for you. That's my beginning and end of my knowledge of Belgium. It's better than a Belgium joke you did on WhatsApp that I can't mention. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> well, tonight it's all about uh, playground crazies and trends. And as always, I've done a bit of research and put some effort into this. You're just going to turn up, take all the glory... Make all no, the jokes. I've had a little think about it. I was having a think about it in the car for five minutes. Have you? All right, yeah. amazing. Uh, but I guess you are still the guest. So, what do you what do you remember of it? it no, just before I start, it's, it's we we've got a weird perspective, haven't we, as as teachers, where we've got our memories, but then they're kind of corrupted by our day to day experiences. Yeah, and you feel really old when they start to come back, like Pokemon cards. Yeah. That was kind of in when I was just getting a bit old for it. I think I was about 14 or something like that. Um, and they, they made a real comeback in the last couple of years. Yeah. But obviously, all the Pokemon have changed now. Oh. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I know, like, some Pokemon. And they were like, no, you don't know these ones. It's just one. <laughs> and, the, and the trend has probably died out. The second that the teacher gets involved, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? I used to, um, a few years ago, there was me and another male teacher. And... Um, we used to collect the football stickers. Yeah. And we actually got a bit of a telling off because there were a lot of children coming to our, into our <laughs> classrooms at break time and lunchtime. We were swapping and trading and stuff, trying to fill the book. Yeah. Like, I don't mind you doing it, but obviously when you're swapping <laughs> and trading children, <laughs> you've got to be gonna... careful that it's, you know, a fair trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not oh, a parent like... coming in saying you've taken three shinies and only given him one card back. I know what you like. You're probably photocopying them and like, uh, with a, <laughs> like cutting them out. Like, yeah. stickers. <laughs> but, uh, I'll talk about football stickers later, but I don't feel they're as fun. It's not as fun collecting football stickers when you're older because you just like, you just have like an eBay uh, splurge yeah. at oh, night and not, buy like yeah, a thousand packets. <laughs> it's nowhere near the same when, you, when you've got enough disposable income to be able to get on eBay and, <laughs> and basically some cash. It just becomes an admin task of sorting it out. There's no, there's not actually any fun in it. Yeah, it's just updating a database with extra steps, really. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my first question though is what what do you remember from the playground yourself? You was at should, should we start the prime primary school playground? Can you remember? Oh yeah. There's what did so you used many. to play? Are we talking? Are we talking games? Are we talking things that we used to go and buy or pinch or? So so I guess just. What did you do in the playground? Because obviously we've got we've got the trends and we've got the things, but then we've got the, the kind of ever-present games that occur yeah. as well. Well, I think, you know, the first one I remember was Conkers. Yeah. 
you know, I remember after school going and like, oh, mum, let's go to the, and, you know, going to the, where the conch trees are and spending ages rattling around on the ground trying to find them, then getting bored of that and then starting to launch stones and things up into the tree. And I used to collect <laughs> them, but I never used to play it. I never played really? conkers. I just collected them and I'd have like a shopping bag full of them. I'd never do anything with them. So you were just a dealer? Yeah, I'm more, you know, that that's my mentality was, you know, hoard the resource. You just provided and, the, <laughs> provided the... Oh, yeah, and then, the, and then dish them out. And I, I never, it passed me by. I never was really into smashing them to bits. I just wanted to collect them, look at them, wait for them to go soft and throw them in the bin. I never trusted people. I always thought they were vinegar in them. Or clear nail varnish. Yeah. Or in the airing cupboard. In the airing uh, cupboard? Yeah, you put them in the airing cupboard, it dries them out. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, there was lot. There was lots of there was lots of uh, black market conquer business going on. <laughs> and what about the games that you used to play? I just quickly, sorry, I have intensively researched uh, the notes that I've just scribbled down, uh, and I was thinking about some of the games that we used to play as well. Do you and this? Did you ever play stuck in the mud? Uh, is that where you get tug and then you have to stand still? I'm just thinking this is a really Yorkshire phrase, by the way. Again, I don't know if Lucy's listening in with, like, uh, stuck in the mud. Stuck in mud. Yeah, stuck in mud. I want even a game. I'll just go and out pit. And <laughs> <laughs> when you have to, you have to, like, stand in, like, a, as a starfish shape, a star. And then and they someone had to your run legs. under your arms. Yeah. Or yeah, we called legs, it scarecrow tig. Because you said to stand tick. like a scarecrow. Ah, right. I was yeah, stuck in the mud. Many variations of that one. There was one where you got the middle class version. You had to get put in a jail, and then someone had to come and release you from like standing against a wall. There's lots of that. That one still gets done to this day. Primary school children to this day are playing those ones. Yeah, they're allowed. Tig gets banned in some schools. You know, I was just going to say that Tig. Like, I guess it can get quite. I'd be interested if if anyone listening in, if uh, if any 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 primary leaders etc. If if Tig is still is allowed in your school. Although I think I called it Tag. Tig or Tag, I don't know, but anyway. Oh, definitely Tig. Tag was American, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Stuck in the Mud. What else did we used to play? British Bulldog. Now, that one definitely yeah. deserved to get banned. Yeah. I, my memory is a little bit hazy of it, but maybe it's because the injuries I've suffered playing it. So there's a few variations of that one. So the, the one is you, everybody stands at one side, there's a few people in the middle, and you have to run from one end of the playground to the other without getting tug. Right. That's like your basic level. Yeah. I very clearly remember playing a version where there was a, a big line of about 10 people all holding hands with each other. Yeah. And you had to run as fast as you could at these people and try and break through their arms. And try and find the weakest link. And to get to the other side. But if you if they if they managed to hold hands and you got stuck, you got caught by them, then you had yeah. to join the line. And, now, and that one's just... I mean, I had so many broken arms and wrists and <laughs> injured people from that one. I, it's like some of the things we used to do, they just didn't care. It sounds like Whiplash City. Big time, yeah, exactly. And then people would lift their... they go and you run at them and you try and break through their arms, but they'd lift their hands up at the last second. And then, yeah, it's going around your neck. It's going... <laughs> you get punched yeah. in the face. Yeah. No were. wonder it was band day. And what, a a few people times. on Twitter were, were mentioning this as well, but the... There was a different name. Is it something like Red Rover or something? I've yeah, never Red heard Rover of that. Or something. Yeah, we called it British Bulldog, I think. Yeah, Bulldog. yeah, we called British Bulldog as well. Right. Anyway, I've got a bit of a plan for tonight. So we're going to start by going down memory lane. Oh. And I've got a few. We've already started, really, haven't we? And we uh, going 
kind of from the the first trends I can see are sort of the like 1950s, really 1960s, 1950s, which I don't, which is just slightly out of what my a stick and a hoop, <laughs> slightly out of my uh, age range, and then and then we we come up to uh, present day, and then maybe the left the, the latter half of the show we'll start to look at some of the comp- the current trends and. And I think I need your help here again, like I did last last time, with basically the worst and the best, I think. Uh, I think I'm always going to ask you the question as well, should they make a comeback? Oof, yes, a few that, there's a few that can stay dead for me. The floss, yeah. that one can stay dead. Oh, yeah. and, and the... couple, That one was like an, an involuntary movement for primary school children. You would just be talking to them about, you know, <laughs> relative clauses and how to embed them within a sentence, and they'd just be stood there flossing. Yeah, well, just, yeah. flossing and dabbing. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? If you really want to um, ingratiate yourself with a, with a group of uh, Key Stage 2 children, mm. just dab in front of them. They will think you are so cool. It's funny how it changes between key stage two to key stage three. It? How <laughs> if it's like if you take part in the trend at primary school, it kind of makes yeah. you a king. And then if you if you take part <laughs> of really the doesn't. trend. It really doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Swan, that is well cringe. I'm glad that you've got the, your perspective. Obviously, I've got a, a, a cloudy view of primary teaching. Whereas, <laughs> at, whereas in secondary school, you know, if I take part in something, they'll report me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that, that in the next lesson that you teach. Dab on the haters. Right. I'm going to make a, I'm going to do that anyway. So we're going to start, we're going to go in chronological order, have some kind of structure to this show and then we'll come up to present time and then I'll I'll read some of the uh, texts we've had in as well on this. So the first one, which seemingly, and by the way, I am, I am using a bit of uh, edu quip to help me with this, a website, but the first one I saw was marbles in the fifties. It's like, I, I, I love marbles. I mean, I had marbles. I don't remember anybody having them in school, though. I think I had them at home because my mum was, you know, read too much, one too many Enid Blyton novels and decided <laughs> that that's what I needed in my life. But I, I very remember actually playing a game of marbles through to completion. Can you remember how to play it? There's a, there's like a big one and you have to, you know, after it's like the close, it's like bowls, is it not? You get as close as you can to the big one. Or you're not I think I think I think that's the opposite, isn't it? You've got is to try. A, and... There's like, is there not a circle, like a, a bullseye? Yeah. Something? So you, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> maybe we should have done some more research. But you have a circle, don't we? And it can either be string or chalk on the floor. Yeah. And then it's uh, when they and I think some people normally put a marker in. Is it like a peewee? They put one of the crappy marbles in, and then it's like, however, it's wh- whichever one you bash out of the circle, that's what you get to keep. Right, so you have to bash it out of the circle. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, that sounds about right. But I remember what you're saying, that they, but there were different levels, weren't they? There were the shinies and then the ones that just had like these flames or flakes inside them, et cetera. Yeah, but then, I remember, and then the, yeah, the ones with like the little colours inside. I remember those ones. Yeah, they were like the pound shop ones. And then you got the, <laughs> and then you had like a like, thousander, which is like a big mahoosive one that just babushka them all out of the way. So <laughs> you're like, Weren't they supposed to be the ones that were in the middle, the big ones? I don't know. I don't know, but how would you barge that out with a little one? Maybe that that was the fun of it, <laughs> in quotation marks. I just feel as an adult playing this, this would get so dangerous as well, wouldn't it? But <laughs> we just, we're gonna, just we've got to be careful because we're going to get into the finer points of Tiddlywinks if we're not careful. Yeah, and like, <laughs> of course, you would always play for keeps, or maybe not actually. 
but you would play for keeps, well, wouldn't you? So whatever went out the sick of it. And I was thinking, like, imagine as an adult that you went around someone's house and played a game and then just kept something that was that was what. But then again, that's poker, isn't it? So uh, actually... <laughs> a game of FIFA and then just walk out the house with the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, so that's the 50s, marbles. Moving into the 60s, we've got Conkers, seemingly, which yeah, we've already touched said, stayed on out before. of that game. Too dangerous for me. Do your school band con- Conkers? Oh, r- yeah, every year. Not so much these days, but when I, when I was at school, Conkers was banned. Every year, routinely. They would try it for a little while, then a few children would get Conkers around their knuckles, or someone would smash someone else's Conker and they wouldn't be able to handle the emotional stress, and that would be the end of it. I'll be honest, <laughs> the these days... These days, it's really sad because you walk past the trees and the conkers are just there on the ground. Ah, yeah. I've interested. seen I've seen loads of pictures as well of people of, of when primary schools do allow them. They, they're wearing like safety glasses and <laughs> <laughs> like big rubber gloves, maybe. I don't oh, know, but like hazmat sometimes. suits. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't ask you a question for marble. Should they make a comeback? Um, no, no. They're, they're, no. they're a nice thing, but what's the point? It's a terrible game. Seemingly, they did make a comeback around 2004, where there was this game... Oh, yes, the marble craze of 2004, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Which which was when I left school. I must have been about 19 around there or so. But there was this seemingly this Japanese craze called Biederman. Have you heard of this? (laughs) No. Biederman. Biederman. Like like b dash. D A M A N is so cringe. Beat but basically, man. you put like a marble inside this like plastic figure, and then you like it flew out. I don't know what the aim was. Maybe to knock down the other figure of the of the, the oh, person. Then, but you could get like adaptions to it, so it made it more powerful and accurate and things. <laughs> Atta- it attached like razor blades to it. <laughs> That's like thrower. Robot Wars. Was it two thousand and four Robot Wars? Is that what we made? <laughs> Drench it in napalm. Fire it out the cannon. <laughs> Yeah, that, but, that that can come back. That sounds fun. But to me, it doesn't really sound like the marbles anymore. It's just the marbles just a bit in the way of the it's, two. It's just a glass projectile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Conkers, should they make a comeback? You're saying you're quite emotionally attached to them. I am emotionally sad. attached to Conkers, but obviously in a in a kind of supply and demand, hoarding them and trying to become king of the playground kind of way. Um, but yeah, I think I like Conkers. <laughs> Do you know Children what? should be um, should engage with more risky activities, and there's nothing like getting your knuckles wrapped by someone else's conquer to really <laughs> make you uh, risk averse in the future. There's a <laughs> there was a funny story I saw about conquers where there was uh, so there was this uh, like a parody documentary about a nineties bo- uh, British boy band. And basically, in the middle of it, this guy goes on a bit of a rant about uh, about conkers being banned, and he's like, "What a stupid thing! You have to wear goggles, blah blah blah. You can't play." Exactly what I was saying, really. And, and the it's rumor health and safety was... gone mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awful safety. In my day, we used to the napalm, etc. And so, like, seemingly a, a, a petition was started. Against the so, so I can't, I can't, oh here it is I've just found it petition.parliament.uk so here we go so I don't know how many it doesn't tell me how many how, thousand people signed it to allow conkers back into schools with <laughs> with an apostrophe for schools uh, so 
And it was like every child, <laughs> child with a capital C, in the country used to play Conkers. We would spend hours playing. We would love our children to experience a game from our child. It's an outside game and parents should sign a consent form allowing their child to, to play Conkers. And it, it must have got a fair few signatures because the government actually, the British government actually officially replied back to it and said... There's no apostrophe in schools. <laughs> it said, this petition was rejected. It's about something that the UK government is not directly responsible for. There's no law banning children from playing conkers, so we're not sure exactly what you'd like the government or parliament to do. Yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think, meanwhile, I think... reading scores, you know, quality of mathematics provision. No, no, it's the conkers we need to get right. Get that right, I, the rest will fall into place. I can imagine this probably was a, D- a Daily Mail story somewhere about. Like, oh yeah. You know, uh, but anyway, so Conkers, yeah, making a comeback. Yeah, we're bringing we're bringing Conkers back, and we're attaching razor blades to them, and we're setting fire to them, and then we're going to play a game of Conkers. All right, okay, I like it. <laughs> and then I didn't know how to I didn't know how to react to that. Did you did you create a change called Be the Man by any chance? <laughs> well, now you mention it, CEO so, of Be the Man. Yeah. Biederman. Strange oh, name. I'm just looking at a picture of it now. It's like some kind of brown tinge, uh, teenage ninja I'm Googling. turtle with like Be- the marble uh, inside. Biederman. Man. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog, but he fires marbles out of his stomach. Yeah. Sounds quite dangerous, doesn't it? <laughs> Biederman. And then, so around the 60s as well, we've got yo-yos, I guess. Oh well, I was I was second wave yo-yos in the uh, in the nineties. Yeah, and they made is a it... comeback. They made a roaring comeback in the nineties. And you, can you, you just get it to clutch? Is that what you used to call it? Or to get it to sleep? And you like threw it down, and it stayed down, and you like tugged it, and it came back up again. I think I just played football all the way through these trends. Oh, well, you never did the cat's cradle with the yo-yo. No, I don't remember doing that. I, no. I think I was just impressed when it came back up. Around the world? Didn't do it around the world? You had the yo-yos that used to like, when you threw it down, like the lights would come on it and everything. Oh, I was big I into yo-yos. That was a good if one. I was around now, I wouldn't be doing any of the TikTok dances or anything. I think I missed it all. Yeah, you might have done. You're Well, you're a lot older than me, aren't you, Jeff? So that's probably why. Sorry, you were breaking up there a bit. I didn't really hear what was just bad reception. Just check your Wi-Fi. Uh, so there was a there was a yo-yo song in the nineties. Really? Yes, it's coming back to me. It was called "Walk the Dog Like an Egyptian," and it was the song uh, "Walk Like an Egyptian" by whoever that's by. Uh, Walk yeah. like an yeah that one. Yeah, 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 that's by the Bangles. Yes. And they, they changed it to walk the dog, which is a thing you could do with a yo-yo where you like would make it sleep and then roll it along. Mm. And I, I, I'm not imagining this. I'm not imagining it. I'm Googling frantically. Walk the dog like an Egyptian. Is this it? Is there a song? Yes, by someone called Johans. Y-O-Hans. Beda man, Beda Johans. And he was like a yo-yo guy, and he did like a novelty song to go along with the yo-yo craze. I bet he made mad cash off that, actually. Mm, I've never heard of it. There you go. Niche 90s yo-yo trivia. That's what I'm here for. Should they make a comeback? Oh, yeah. Yo-yos are brilliant. Definitely. I had hours of fun with a yo-yo. You made all kinds of tricks. Yes. We're now moving into the 70s. Right. You're going to say the word clackers, aren't you? No, although we've oh. had we've had a text in 
from Karen, who says that clackers were 1970s. Yeah, but then they came back in the 90s because I think by that point, everybody that had one in the 70s had become a mum. And then they <laughs> they go round again every 20 years. Ah, don't they? Everything kind of comes okay. round, you know, roughly when a parent gets old enough to have their own children. Is that your theory? So That's my theory, yeah. So it's every 20 years or... In, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm going to be inappropriate then. Right, so 1970s top trumps. Uh, sorry, top trumps I have down here. Oh, Arguably the card games that paved the way. Top trumps involved collecting stack cards that competitors in the playground could use to gradually win an opponent's deck. That was another one like that. That one, you can't play that one for keeps. That was too painful. Imagine losing yeah. all your best cards in one sweep. No, but yeah, we definitely played top trumps. Used to like that one. Now, I used to like Top Trumps as well, apart from I ended up down a little bit of a rabbit hole when I Googled Top Trumps and ended up at a site called Social Junkie, the weirdest Top Trumps you can actually buy. Oh, right. Okay. And again, what time is it? I'm 10 o'clock in Belgium, half 10 in Belgium, so I'm okay probably past the watershed now. Right, come on. We've got to be careful the kind of, when we're, you know, assigning numerical... (laughs) <laughs> um, values just to different attributes of different people, things we've got to be careful here. What's all go on then? Well, I'm still recovering from our last show when we were discussing the embarrassing. My I can't believe session. I was invited back, if I'm honest. <laughs> the, the therapy session of uh, <laughs> which, ironically, the one of the worst top trumps to come around was the work is, is all about flatulence. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> So basically, you have like different animals, and they have. Oh no, this isn't flatulent. Oh, oh my god! Right. Anyway, yeah, uh, I should have read this a bit better before. Uh, Jeff, I think you're on the dark web. Close your but it's quite. <laughs> it's quite good though, because it's called Terrible Trumps, which I guess is 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 quite good. Learn and play. I'm not uh, sure I'll what play you're on learning. The name, I like it. Someone's heard yeah. the word Trump in there, and they've gone. Do you know what? So I've yeah, got a that. I, I don't know what the what the criteria would be. I can't actually see it. However, there's then one notorious serial killers. Could you imagine if a kid turned up at school with top Trump's notorious serial killers? Oh, and it's got, Oh no, I don't even want to. It's not even funny. I'm not going to read the criteria of them years undiscovered, etc., cetera, et cetera. We've got dictator Trump's. If you didn't well, fancy it. Well, now come on. That's pretty funny. Yeah, 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 Trumps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting yeah. political, but and then there's you a just joke en- to be made there. <laughs> and then you just end up with yeah, just plop Trumps, <laughs> basically, and it's different, different kinds right. of. Poos, However, right? my favourite Trumps set from this site, the weir- weirdest top Trumps, is weird British cu- crushes. So oh you have, oh no. you what have... are the criteria underneath the pitch are going to be? So it's got sex appeal, charisma, style, likability, fame, which are actually reasonable categories, but it's the people who are in them. So eight. Oh, is it from the nineties? So Louis Theroux, Alan Tishlash, <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Childs, Simon Cowell, Danny Dyer. James May, it's just weird British crushes. <laughs> See, look, so for example, Danny uh, Dyer has got 10 for sex appeal, but likeability, think... <laughs> likeability only six. So 
How do so, they assign that value? <laughs> oh my goodness. So Aiden, Aiden, Adrian Charles would actually beat him. And you'd end up with Danny <laughs> Dyer. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> Giles beats Danny Dyer. Although Paul Louis Theroux only had three for charisma, which I feel is quite... He's going to get battered by Jonathan Ross, who's got eight, so... <laughs> <laughs> we should do an edgy Twitter version. Yeah, I think that's... I think this... Oh, maybe a teacher's talk radio. Yes, all the big hitters. Right. And we shall assign them all values <laughs> and then publish it on it. <laughs> that's funny. So oh, that's, dear. That's brilliant. Uh, I love it. Moving into the 80s, we then have uh, football stickers, I guess. Panini is the, is the 80s, isn't it? Yeah. Late 80s. It wasn't just... They, they branched out at one point. They were doing stickers for everything, weren't they? Ah, yeah. They must have I, made some money. I even sandwiches. remember when they went when they did like the football league and it went all the way down to like uh, <laughs> you could get like Halifax uh, substitutes. Accrington <laughs> Stanley's second eleven. Oh, another Halifax. Oh, another Halifax. Oh, Kidderminster. Yeah. Can't wait till I get a Nottingham Forest. You know, like. <laughs> Do you I know remember. what my my Panini story? Um, I have the nineteen ninety. Let me think. Seven ninety eight season. Yeah. Premier League one, fully completed with every sticker. Really? Because that was the year that Barnsley Football Club were in the Premier League. Ah, And I okay. have that, and it's still at my dad's house, hermetically sealed in its own chamber. Um, I... And I was I was like 112 stickers short, and they were going to stop making them. And he took me to Sheffield Wednesday Football Ground, and they were having a Panini um, meet and swap sticker event. Ah. And I got to go and buy all the ones I didn't have for 9p. So I cheated. The last bit I cheated. Oh, no. But it's fully complete now. Amazing. And it's got a hardback cover on it. I've spent, I dropped a good £5.99 on a hardback <laughs> cover for it. And now, yeah, it's one of my prized. I, I like to look at it every now and again. It reminds me of the good days. That is amazing. And I when think we I did. a functional the... football team. I did the same for Bradford in 2000, 2001 as well. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I don't think I completed it, although I do remember going down to uh, McDonald's with, with my dad in Hull and doing a swap shop event as well. Yeah, oh, maybe we swap shop events before oh. the internet, though, wasn't it? <laughs> you just had to know. No. I think it was like in in the back of the book, it just said there's going to be on these dates at these places. Just yeah. rock up. How crappy is sticker collecting now with eBay? Oh, you could literally be... just go on and just buy I'm the ones you need. sure you can just go on the Panini website and just order stickers. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, they must be so expensive. How much, I mean, like in the past, never mind nowadays, even, even going back then, like if you're saying it's 10p a sticker and there's 400 stickers, say, I don't know. So it's 40 quid if you never get a swap. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, you've got seven Paul Skulls or whatever. Yeah. And nobody else wants it because everybody's got it. And that's just dead money. Do you know my favourite Paul Skulls quote? Sorry, just going off on a tangent here. When we watch, I was watching a football match, and he had, and he, someone absolutely hack, hacked him down. I think a Chelsea player hacked him down, and he was like limping away. And the commentator said he's 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 walking really gingerly, and I was like, oh. he's always walking gingerly. But anyway, oh. well, as a ginger man, I do take offence to that one. I'm afraid. But do you walk gingerly? Well, of course. How else do you walk? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Panini stickers, should they come back? Oh, but I don't think we'll ever get rid of Panini stickers. You know, or I Panini saw Panini sandwiches. <laughs> I saw one in a uh, 
a shop here in Belgium, literally just Belgium national team collection, but there's 400 stickers. Oh no, that's a cash in. Come on. It's got to be one per season, one per football season, one per World Cup, one per Euros, and that's it. Because like it has, and I'm not under undermining any of these teams, but it has the reserve teams, the youth teams, the female teams, the all like the entire backroom staff, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. which is good. But can you imagine? Like, oh crap! I've got the kick guy again. You know, like <laughs> anyone gonna swap? I'll swap you ten. Like, yeah, it'll be like a no. thousand kick guys for like De Bruyne. If you're listening, Panini, have a bit of credibility. Rein it in. And there's even there's even a hashtag now. Hashtag got got need, so oh, you can swap wow. online. We've gone digital. Yeah, see, it ruins it. It's removed the Sisyphean struggle for me. Yeah. The, 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 the part of it was the struggle. It was trying your best to find the ones that were so rare, and and you know that 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 feeling of opening a packet and getting like number yeah. one, the number one or the number two or something like that. Yeah, now which was like it, now it's just like well, I'll, I'll just pay three times what it's worth and buy it on the internet. Yeah. Now I don't know if I imagined this, but was number one of like the Premier League ones normally like Andy Gray in a in a helicopter. <laughs> No, it was normally <laughs> the FA Cup, or it was normally the champion, the, the no, Premier League trophy. No, 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 definitely it the, wasn't the Sky a man Sports. In a jumper. They were the Sky Sports presenters in a helicopter. Was number one. It was a bit <laughs> underwhelming. So yeah, I was like, maybe. Yes, one. Maybe that was a year when it just missed a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll never get rid of stickers. Just embrace it, whether it's a sticker or a match attacks card. Yeah. In fact, I, I had a kid come in today. He brought. He came in. And he was like, I brought my, I brought my football cards in. Can I show them? Yeah. He's like, yeah, go on then. And he's like, I've got Haaland, I've got this one. I was like, you'll never change this. You'll never change football <laughs> plus boys plus collecting things. That'll never change. And when you when you think about it, that's kind of what FIFA have done, isn't it? Within the, the PS5 That's exactly games. what FIFA have done. They know exactly what they're doing, yeah. And But you pay for it and it's just an electronic version yeah. of well, it also. The, 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 it's the same thing now, isn't it? You You can buy like loot boxes. So you don't know what you're going to get and then you click yeah. to open it and there's people on YouTube who are making a sizable amount of money just opening packs of FIFA card, hmm. digital virtual cards and going viral when they get a good one like a Cristiano Ronaldo or something. I've seen we... like the kids, if they, you know, if they have a bit of YouTube access sometimes, oh. they'll, they'll yeah. jump on stuff like that. Yeah, we've got it. It's all like firewalled and stuff that sometimes in the past <laughs> they've got they've managed, Oh, watch this, Mr. Swan. And they'll sit and watch someone else opening digital packets of football players that don't exist. It's weird. Like, oh, dude. can you believe he got that one? I was like, yeah, this isn't, it's just an odd, it's an odd part of internet culture. It is, isn't it? It's weird. Do you think, yeah. do you think there's a niche for us? Do you think somebody could just film us opening packets of Panini stickers <laughs> live? Packets of Tetley tea <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a poorly lit kitchen, staff room somewhere. <laughs> You say you say <laughs> you say that stickers went off on a bit of a tangent. What else did what else did they make? I can't remember. Oh, well, there were dinosaurs and all sorts at one point. I think Panini just at one point went, we can apply this football model to literally anything else, any yeah. anything that was remotely collectible. Let's do stickers. I'm fairly sure there was Pokemon sticker books and all those kind of yeah. things. Anything where there was more than ten of it, they were making stickers. Oh. Uh, and then our final one for the from the eighties before we have a little break was the, the Rubik's cube. Oh, I hate the Rubik's cube. 
I hate people who are good at the Rubik's Cube. My brother can do it. My brother, he, he, he likes maths. He studied A-level maths for a bit. Yeah. And he's into computer science and stuff like that. And he got the algorithm for solving the Rubik's Cube. And he can now solve a Rubik's Cube pretty quick. He's not, like, super fast. Like, you see some of these people doing them in five seconds and things. They're amazing. But, yeah, he, he knows the algorithms and he'll sit and he'll do it. And I just think... So un, such an unnecessary flex, isn't it? You're making everyone else feel bad the, How, for the time yeah. that he put into that as a teenager in his bedroom. There are better things to be doing as a teenager. How, when you say you can do it quickly, how how fast are you talking? A couple of minutes. Yeah, that's good. I'd say yeah, you can you can do it in about like a minute and a half. Just like just idly do it while he's talking to you, then like put it on the table and walk away from the conversation. Mm. It's like swine. <laughs> I think I could peel the stickers off and put them back on in yeah, two minutes. That's, that's about that's about <laughs> my level of it as well. Yeah, I have looked into it. I've gone. Do you know what? I'm going to learn how to do that. And you get like thirty seconds into a how-to YouTube video and go, I actually don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to. Uh, it was on the BBC News recently. Actually, I think like it was only last week. They, they had a guy on who he was supposed to be like one of the quickest in the country or something. And he did it in 14 seconds. Yeah. That's, really... that's amazing. It, 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 when you watch them do it, there's YouTube videos of people doing it in it, it even less than that. And it's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. And the, there's some beautiful mathematics behind it, but I just really? don't care. But, but was, this, this guy who did it in 14, they were like really disappointed with him. So they, they made him go and do it again after, after the break or whatever. And then he did it in seven seconds. So wow, just needed warming up. So yeah, just a warm up. Yeah, exactly. Just needed to just flex his muscle a bit, and he was all right. Did you That's ever ridiculous. see Rubik's cubes at school? I don't remember. No, ever, I don't think so. Happened. I don't think so. There were there used to be the odd one knocking around. I, you know, I mean, I, my, my um, I didn't become fully conscious until I was probably the end of the eighties anyway. So they were fully <laughs> on the out by the time I was, you know, have any accessible memories. Yeah, yeah. So mm, should they make a comeback? Nah. Nah, no. too much, too much of an investment is required, and for what? Yeah, Love I suppose the the same. Yeah, I suppose they're more challenging. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're, I suppose more challenging. A, yeah, I just, it's just, uh, yeah, I just don't like my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're not as educational, you could ask, uh, you could argue, as the football stickers or the British British weird crushers top trumps has more educational value than a Rubik's Cube yeah unless you're mathematically minded maybe right James we're going to have a little break and then we'll come into the 90s and then basically trends that are going on around now and I've it. got the top five trends that are actually in schools right now which have actually surprised me quite a lot and scared me in equal measure and so <laughs> so we'll have a we'll have a little break and yeah i'll see you after the news or so we'll catch up awesome see you in a bit see you this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from witherslack group the uk's leading provider of sen education and care they're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. 
That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are the Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The Scotsman reports on strike action by Scottish teachers planned to take place in the coming weeks. Scottish Education Secretary Shirley Ann Somerville has said there is no separate pot of money to fund an improved pay deal for school staff and that any improved pay offer would involve diverting cash from other areas. Strike action was announced after recent ballots and was the first such action for almost 40 years. School staff are due to strike on November the 24th after members of Scotland's largest teaching union overwhelmingly voted in favour of the industrial action. The EIS union said 96% of its members backed the action via a ballot, which saw a turnout of 71%. The most recent offer of a 5% pay rise was rejected three months ago. Ms Somerville told the Scotsman that she was absolutely determined to try to reward staff with a pay rise closer to the 10% being sought by unions but warned it would lead to difficult decisions in other areas. In Wales, school children have been given the green light to support their national team in the group game against Iran. The Welsh Government has agreed to let schools decide how to manage the timetables during the game, which kicks off at 10am on Friday the 25th of November. The team is in the nation's first World Cup for 64 years. The FA of Wales has organised a football Friday for the day of the Iran game. Around 1,100 schools throughout the country are preparing for a full day of football activity. The Welsh FA has created packs including bunting, footballs, flags and posters to mark the event. Skills sessions, inter-school matches and football festivals are also planned for either side of the Iran game. Pupils in both primary and secondary schools are planning to take part in the events. FE Week focuses on the efforts of colleges across the country that have been instrumental in helping refugees from the war in Ukraine build a home away from home in the UK. Since the war began, around 7 million citizens of Ukraine have left their homes and almost 150,000 have found sanctuary in the UK. The country's colleges have dedicated their efforts to laying on ESOL courses to help refugees master English, as well as other learning opportunities designed to help Ukrainians settle in. Whilst numbers vary from area to area, some colleges have signed more than 100 Ukrainian students onto courses. And not just for ESOL. At least 1,200 students are on A-level or other post-GCSE courses. But it's not just about teaching English. College staff have also worked to provide other practical support, such as free bus passes, lunch vouchers and loaned laptops. The full story can be found on the FE Week website. Finally, a new resource for secondary school age pupils has been launched to encourage young people to consider a career in the veterinary professions. The British Veterinary Association has endorsed the Vet Team in a Box resource, produced by University of Liverpool. 
The resource is designed in line with the Key Stage 3 National Curriculum and helps students participate in scenarios which aim to demystify the veterinary professions and remove perceived barriers to joining. The resource will be available later this month. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Bit Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week let's talk gadgets and tech that helps us teach, but also might be something to hint at for a gift in the near future. Before I start, I'd like to define tech as anything that's been made that makes a difference to how we interact with the world. Usually, for the better. A pencil or scissors, for example, are classed as tech in my definition. That being said, let's look at what a few internet searches have brought up as must-have tech for teachers. Mini whiteboards, a favourite of Nathan Ginn, have got to be super useful. Things to watch though is pens running out, do you also need a cloth or a board rubber? And primary teachers don't let the kids keep them in the trays with the books. They make them look messy and get ink all over them. Interactive screens. Are you team interactive or could you have had a big TV and spent the rest on other things? I love interactivity, but my subject lends itself to it. Are you simply presenting on an overpriced screen? Things to check out are open source interactive software that's compatible with different devices. Sometimes you can be locked in by software. Having something you can use on almost any board might be for you, especially if your school has a mixed estate of kit and as it's open source, it will be free. The presentation clicker is a classic. Things to watch for is losing it, leaving the USB dongle behind and also ensuring you don't use the built-in class 3 laser to blind the class. Does anyone really use a laser pointer? A webcam, a topic I've discussed in the past, a decent webcam nowadays doesn't need to be expensive and can do as much as a visualiser. Think purpose and audience. Then think desk space and the number of cables needed. What about simpler gadgets? Feedback stamps. With these, I'd just be certain the way feedback is given isn't going to change before you buy them to get value for money from the stamp. Ninja pens. Is it a ruler? Is it a pen? No, it's a spirit level and also a flat and cross-headed screwdriver. It looks cool, but if you get a cheap one, don't expect to be able to unscrew anything unless what you're unscrewing is made from cheese. As always, I'd love to hear about your favourite teaching tech. Let us know at TT Radio 2022. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, good evening. It's Thursday and it is the Late Late Show. Thank you for joining me this evening. Tonight, I am joined by James Swan and I am talking all about playground train uh, crazes and trends. You're more than welcome to uh, get in touch at the hashtag at Jeff underscore Pedley or using the hashtag at TT Radio 2022. And we're trying to unpick and work out what our best and worst uh, playground trends are. Just before, uh, James, are you back with us? Yep. Just before we do that, James, a few things came up on the the, the news break there that, that was interesting. The football's on Monday, isn't it? For England Iran. Yes. What's your school doing? For, so in England, is that a one o'clock kickoff you it's have? It's one o'clock in England. Our school is currently no plans as yet. What do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll lean towards showing it? Um, it's difficult, this one, isn't it? I'm I'm yeah. torn as to whether or not I want to watch it this time, if I'm honest. I really am. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on around it that make it really tricky, I think. I mean, yeah, part of me yeah. thinks it's the football, you know, that's it. 
and then part of me thinks, do we want to be supporting supporting it. that with our school time and effort? Mm. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, is the honest answer for if me? It's, it's if, if it's my personal yeah. decision, I think I'll be really torn. But I'll probably just speak to the children and see. I know some yeah. schools are doing it where they're going to put it on, and then if children are not interested in football, they can do some other quieter tasks as well. I don't know. Some people are saying it's a loss of learning time, and others are saying. Yeah. You know, it's a cultural event that needs to be, and it's the only one that's going to be in in school time, isn't it? So I don't know. I know. I, I, I've got sympathy for all positions on that one. I think whatever you decide to do, as long as it's right for your children, do it. No, I agree with you. It's two o'clock for us over here. I'm free between two and three, and then I'm teaching for a little bit between three and quarter past. So when it, when the match is coming to a to a close, I'll be teaching. So I think I'll watch <laughs> it. <laughs> the, the the Russia game. I remember the Russia game. Yeah. It must have been a few years ago. We, it was on during a staff meeting, oh, and no. we we had an it was an external staff meeting as well. So someone had come in to deliver training, oh, no. and it was a three form, you know, nursery through to six primary yeah. school. And so there was you know ninety members of staff, and out of the ninety, probably four men. <laughs> and there was there was two of us that liked football, and we were just right in the back corner. Yeah, uh, it was one one, and I think I think Sterling like scrambled scramb- <laughs> right near the end, and, and he, the woman actually stopped and went, "Have we scored, boys?" <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, miss. <laughs> she was sat in the back just watching the football and completely not paying attention to whatever staff meeting she was trying to do. Bless her. Oh, That's so, too funny. I apologise. Uh, there's also on the teach uh, on the tech uh, briefing. There it was talking about laser pens. I remember a very brief moment where laser pens came in the playground. Yes, Do you remember? They did. Yeah, they did. I remember that. Yeah, it was very brief because I think you know that's an easy one to ban, isn't it? If you're, if you're yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm like, gonna ban children operating damaging lasers. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. You're not gonna get many petitions to the government over that one, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the government isn't gonna reply. Nothing to do with us. Uh, yeah, it must have been. I don't know. Late nineties, when you, laser yeah, pens yeah. were kind no, of. A I'd say ninety eight, ninety nine. I think I was year seven, something like yeah. that. I remember. And you could get different strength ones, and they took like ten batteries. Yeah. And then some some people had ones, and they said you can shine it onto the moon. I know, and to think that <laughs> and I'm still not quite sure how to corroborate that that statement. But ah, okay. Was it Elon Musk that told you that? Evidence may be lacking on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk, like he probably does. Yeah, it does shine to the moon. Uh, and it's crazy to think that you can you can shine into like the the, the eyes of the, the pilots of helicopters, etc. Oh, but yet, yeah, that but was yet, the other thing, yeah. But yet oh. we were playing with them in the playground two meters away from each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't think teachers should be using them. Not unless your board is literally too high to reach. I think get off your uh, bottom and point to it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> up for a teacher having a laser pointer. I'm reclining like just... in a chair, eating a sandwich, <laughs> teaching a geography lesson, and just pointing at things on the screen with a laser pointer. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's and plus with the the textures of the screens, you don't really see the points. I don't think that much. Yeah, anymore. no, it's they've changed now, haven't they? Yeah, and another thing that stood out for me just briefly as well, they were talking. He was talking there, Steve Woods, about giving feedback. Something that I've tried this week uh, is using QR codes to give feedback. Have you seen these? I've, well, I know what a QR code is. I'm not. How do you do it for feedback? So, do you print it on a sticker or something? So you go to this site for free. You print off all your QR codes, and then yeah, you just stick it to the work. You scan it on your phone. You record really quickly. Yeah, amazing. Blah 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 blah. And then 
you give it to them and then the, when they get it, they get their phone and they just listen back. It's really good. That's a great idea. Obviously, we don't have phones in primary schools, but uh, yeah. I really like that idea. I think that that's... It's similar to the, the there was one on Dragon's Den, wasn't there? When he did the yeah. text to it was text to uh, sorry speech to text, and then it printed off as a sticker, and yeah. that was the feedback, ah, kind okay. of solving a problem that shouldn't exist really, because really <laughs> pupil conferencing and getting rid of written, written feedback. But yeah, kind of I suppose I, I was thinking it'd be really good for uh, par- parental feedback. I'm gonna. I'm going to sneak a QR code in the kids' exercise books and then like send an email, to, like a mass email, just like find the QR code and I'll tell you how your kid's doing. Yeah, that's it. It could, it could be streamlined parents' evening. We could just, all the kids go home with a QR code shaved into the back of their head and the parent just has to scan it and then listen to you talking for five minutes and that's it. But there's Job definitely done. stuff we could do. About. Or like even give, sorry, we've gone on a massive tangent here, but even like feedback, like, I don't know, say for example, uh, there were 10 things that 10 mistakes that the kids made in your essay structure, embedding quotes, whatever it was. And you could do 10 QR codes and then they could scan them and it could be your voice guiding them. I don't know, but there's definitely, Hey, there's, there's lots of applications and I think whatever makes, if it makes your job easier, yeah. why not? Just like top trumps that oh, yes. would make, come on nineties. I'm into it now. This is my era. So, so um, yeah, we're in the nineties. Uh, and I guess we're in Pogs now. We're in Pog territory. Loved a Pog. Loved a Pog. Pogs were expensive. Were they? They were so dear. A pack of six was like two quid, if I remember rightly, which in 90s money is, you know, probably like a fiver today. Yeah. And then you'd I... get a slammer. Do you remember the slammers? I don't. I, no. So I, I remember having like, Pogs. They were cardboard discs. Yeah. A slammer was a plastic thing. It was like a two pound coin, about that thick, about that size. And right. the idea was that you stack up all the pogs, all facing upwards. Yeah. You hit it as hard as you can with this plastic slammer. And the ones that flipped over, you got to keep the rest of them you had to put back in the pile. And then Thank the you for explaining that. Because there were so was many it. people online who couldn't tell me the rules of pogs. But it was one of those things, like Pokemon cards. Nobody ever actually played the game. They just collected them. Yeah, That's because all they didn't want did, to lose collect them. them. Collect them, show, like, oh, I've got this slammer, I've got this slammer. And that was it. Nobody, I don't think I saw maybe two games of Pogs in the whole time I was at school, but people had them constantly. And then Shreddies, the breakfast mm-hmm. cereal, did Biker Mice from Mars Pogs. And you could Biker collect them Mars, wow. in your Shreddies. So they were like <laughs> Pogs for people that couldn't afford Pogs, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, uh... Uh, I'm just having a look at a few of the tweets that we've come that, that we've had this week, really. So Moomin May said that her favourite playground uh, trend was French skipping. So she said, "If you know, you know. You know French skipping, James." Um, that's just it. It's where you start skipping and then you give up really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried to make a joke in response to this. Bearing <laughs> on t- it's like. You know when you try and make a joke, but people just take it seriously and then just reply. So, like, I was, I think she said, oh, yeah, a French skipping. Uh, if you know, you know, and you'll understand. I looked forward to this uh, playtime so much. And I just wrote, French skipping. Is that just, is that not a national strike? But I don't oh, I think I worded it. it very well. But I love I it. They, with a lot of... <laughs> they ruined my trip to Alicante. They just <laughs> flat out closed their airspace for six hours. And I had to go home and lose two days of my holiday because of that. So yeah, and, I'm behind you on that one. And from the outside, French. when you look at how often the French strike, it's it's 
can get a bit frustrating. However, when you're inside the system, it's perfect because I, I, I'm on strike all the time. But I'm like, it's not me. It's the, it's the strength of the French. You know, oh, yeah. Wolfie Smith. Wolfie Smith over there in Belgium. <laughs> uh, Miss Evans said the best ever was Pogs, especially the Chinese. Biggest con ever, but they did teach you the consequences of gambling. I was the generation who collected swapped Spice Girls photographs. Sure, that album is in the loft somewhere. Yeah, vaguely remember that. I wasn't as into that. So Spice Girls hit when I was in year six. So I kind of may have just missed that. But I do vaguely remember like postcards with Spice yeah. Girls on them. They weren't stickers. Andrew in Pyland <laughs> says just That's Preston, Pog. I think. Just says, just says Pogs. So his name is longer than his uh, comment. But anyway, uh, Jason Thanks Swarbrick. Thanks for the minimal effort. <laughs> should just be PGS. Uh, Jason Swarbrick said, "We he's a teacher. Let me just see. He's a physics teacher at a secondary school. Said we had to ban Pokemon cards in their first incarnation. They became too valuable and thefts were right. They did, yeah. But they're still valuable. I think a Charizard. I had a Charizard when yeah. I was like 10. And I looked it up on the internet. It's worth hundreds of pounds now if you've still got really? one. I think I gave it away to like a cousin or something. And then... Fiscally irresponsible of me, that one. <laughs> Do you remember Tamagotchis? Yes. Right. Let's get back to Let's. Uh, I'll quickly I... say, yeah, a couple of people said Elastics. Vicky said, yeah, Elastics. Corby said Elastics. Yeah, t- Tamagotchis. So, uh, by I the way, are we, are we... when my Tamagotchi died. Are we bringing Pogs back, by the way? Um, I mean, too expensive. It, Bit it of cardboard. Expensive. It was a piece of cardboard that was round, and nobody ever played the game. I think, I think we let Pogs die. Get your, get Rip. your bo- get your uh, boxer shreddies and get them on the cheap. Yeah, would... get them. Get the biker mice from Mars. I mean, nobody even remembers <laughs> biker mice from Mars, do they? And by yeah, um, yeah, Tamagotchi's. <laughs> it's like. Uh, I've the... got to get this off my chest. The first right. one I had. Go on, go on. The what first one I had. Yeah. I loved it. I cared for it deeply. I snuck it to school in my pocket. I fed it under the table. I did all the things mm. that I needed to do. And when it turned 17 days old, it passed. Mm. And I was about nine or 10. And yeah, I shed real tears over that time I got you. I remember mm. staring at the little RIP picture on the tamagotchi and feeling and why deep, did it die just popped its clogs i think they get to about that age and they just had enough it just had enough i must not have <laughs> fed it quick enough or something and yeah it left us and it was so sad oh, they used no. to have little angel little angel wings and they used to leave oh it was oh, it was no. terrible and then i reset it and did it again and got on with my life you know like a normal person <laughs> do you know that there's well you you don't don't know this at all but there's a there's a, a girl in belgium i say a girl a lady in belgium who actually is a tamagotchi breeder oh so so you can (laughs) so you can basically if you get two together they create like a random serial code and then you can breed them and it's like much like she's 24 years old right what, the lady uh, is or the Tamagotchi is? <laughs> the lady. Right. Alicia uh, Costaglou, 24. See, my perfect French. They've been really working on it the last, last uh, three years. <laughs> lives, lives in the quiet suburb of the Belgian town of Charlois. Do you I know anything about Charlois? I bet it's a very quiet suburb if she's breeding Tamagotchi. <laughs> Do you know anything about Charlois? I've never even heard of it. I probably can't even um, say it. 
if you cross uh, Bradford with Bolton, with Oldham, with Doncaster, with Sheffield, with Bury, make make a kind of you just made a lot of enemies together. there in that sentence. Put all of them together. I'm from Bradford and Bury and Oldham. Put all of them together, and then uh, and then put a coal mine rather than on the edge of the town in the centre of it, and then take all the coal away. That's kind of what Charleroi is like. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Well, then maybe it's maybe it's a pleasant escape from the reality of her situation. <laughs> so she's, maybe that's what she's why she's breaching. You're the one she's making enemies. You're the one making enemies in a window <laughs> in a windowless room. <laughs> I meant it was the paradise town. Why, why have you said that? Yeah, right. Anyway, so the so basically hers are the great 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 grandchildren of her, of her original Tamagotchis, and then she's. <laughs> She's got 23 of them and she has to keep them all fed and watered and etc. And then, yeah. And she, she, she has like this, I might send the link online, but she's got like this notebook that has like all of the family tree. So she can remember how they all link together. But Who do you just, think you are Tamagotchi edition? But it's just, it's just, it's just a book full of serial codes. There's no oh. like. No. I'm imagining like a scene from A Beautiful Mind with lots of pictures of Tamagotchis linked by pieces of string on the wall. Yeah, and she's just sat in the middle of it, frantically pressing small buttons. So I'm sorry oh. to all of the towns that I offended there, but Charlois obviously takes it a, a step further. I wouldn't uh, worry. I think I think they know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, which led me on, I know we've gone a little bit over time here, but led me on to uh, asking uh, some Belgian people what they did as a part, uh, sorry, <laughs> as, a, as a playground trend. Well, so, then, oh, this is interesting. So I've got a little sound bite here because I was in a bar the other day and I met Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty we've got a new jingle we've got videos know, in our ready? twitter posts and now you're, you're bringing in a, a little a little segment so you'd hear people chat we're in a bar sorry we're in a busy bar but I'm, i asked jasper what does what did he do and he he said that he used to uh and his friends used to play with beyblades have you heard of these yeah i have that they passed me that. i was a bit old for them they're basically like spinning tops with daggers oh. on them don't ruin my thing. Let Jasper oh, sorry, speak. Go on then. <laughs> so, Jasper, what did you used to play with at school? Uh, we used to play Beyblades at school. What are Beyblades? Beyblades are little, like, uh, yeah, round things that you have to spin. <laughs> and uh, you have uh, someone that you play against. And uh, the last one that was still spinning, that one won. And you got... Then the other ones, Beyblades, in return, so as a victory. Uh, maybe you can tell I've had a few drinks there because I got quite excited myself by just asking the question, "What is?" I love Jasper. What I, I love that you're bringing audio clips. This is this is wonderful. This feels like a step up. Yeah, I think I think we'll have to do. Yeah, I think we'll have to do this more. So yeah, Beyblades, and uh, that's my little Belgian link. Anyway, then we've got Pokemon cards. I think. Which we kind of discussed already, yeah. and then moving into the twenty tens, I hated this one because this is me. This is me as a teacher now. I ah, graduated. Right, okay. I started my. I did like the three year BA uh, up in Lancaster, and it was uh, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. I started. I started like teaching and going into schools. So this is around the, this time. So me as an inexperienced teacher, then encountering loom bands. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. I remember them. 
that was they were they were in when I was starting to starting to train like 2013 something like that yeah yeah no not a fan of those too small and I actually used them as a as a barometer of how successful my lessons had been <laughs> because you could like you could have an amazing lesson and think oh my god the kids were working yeah they're so engaged they go around the class and there's like a thousand loom bands you're like okay maybe that lesson wasn't the best <laughs> where like you know, I, I use them. Uh, I saw somewhere that you could, they, they were so cheap though. I guess what was annoying about them was how cheap they were. You could get. Oh, yeah, you could get thousands of them for like 20p. You're not far off. It's, they used to sell for, for £2, you got 2000 That's ridiculous, isn't it? And then the fact was the Rainbow Loom is a plastic device that can be bought additionally to knit the bands. And it, uh, it says loom bands. They've sold more than three million units worldwide. Yeah, and killed however many thousands of sea turtles, I imagine. <laughs> but then, what but an then, awful thing. When it means a unit, does it mean packs of two thousand? Because if it's only oh, yeah. because if you're dividing two thousand by three million, which I'm doing in my head right now, uh, it's only fifteen hundred. But yeah, anyway. No. Will they yeah. make a comeback? Will they make a comeback? No, they're banned. Yeah, I'm banning them. We're we're um, we're bringing back push pops, but we're banning loom bands. You know, I I remember a school ban that I worked at banning them because they said they were weapons. What were push pops? <laughs> no, loom bands. Oh yeah, because you bands. could you could flick them, couldn't you? Yeah, but bearing in mind all the things that we've talked about already, the yeah, exactly. British bulldog conquers marbles. Like every <laughs> everything here is actually a weapon. A well, anything's a weapon if you try hard enough, isn't it? That's that's the real takeaway. <laughs> we oh. didn't even talk about the game Kiss Cuddle Torture, which sounds like a Netflix, a Netflix series. Did you ever play that? Kiss Cuddle Torture. No. Kiss know, Chase. I'm... Truth I or guess dare, that's the but same not thing. kiss, cuddle, torture. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I haven't just made that up. Kiss, cuddle, torture. <laughs> I'm sure it's kiss, cuddle, torture. Blimey. And you had to choose. It seems like an obvious choice. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many things. Do you know what we haven't spoken about? I know we'll get to the 2010s. The yeah. fun facts. What are fun facts? You I'm so old. You never had a fun facts. Facts? Yeah, like a file a, a facts. It was like oh, a ring binder, and right. it just had like hundreds uh, of different yeah. crazy things you could do. It had stickers in it. Yeah. It had basically everything that was fun. And you'd it's... get them from, you know, when they do, you do the book fairs, and they bring in the big metal trolleys, and they'd open them out, and it was like yeah. loads of books. You could get a fun facts. Ah. I see. Oh, well, I, I, I you didn't. You missed out. Well you, well, you were, you know, rolling around in the mud in Bradford. I was you know, when I was kissing, cuddling and torturing. Yeah, I was doing I was doing fun faxes. <laughs> you were organizing your life. Who became the most biggest professional? Yeah, the page go. page of friends, page of enemies, <laughs> unicorn sticker. Yeah, brilliant. Love so, the fun facts. We're basically up to modern times now. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna to end with today then, there are five Five trends sweep in the playgrounds in 2022, according to WH Smiths. Right. Which gives okay. you a clue of what they're trying to shift off their shelves, yeah. probably. Although, ironically, some of these they don't sell, or some of these types of things are not are unsellable. But anyway, uh, what do you think could be in the t- any could be in the top five 
Well, I was having a chat with a year seven the other day, came back to visit and say hello. And they were telling yeah. me that in year seven, that monkey noodles are banned. What, what are monkey noodles? My question exactly. And apparently a monkey noodle is a like a fidget toy. Oh. And it's a long piece of rubber that you can like pull and stretch and twist and tie in a knot and things like that. Ah, and okay. The, the wonderful year sevens, we're using them like towels. So basically, you just pull it back really hard and then whip somebody oh, wow. in the corridor. So they'd be mad. So my yes. first guess, my first guess is monkey noodle. No, they're not on there. <sighs> I'll give you a I... clue. Two of them we've already mentioned tonight. Football stickers. Yep, That's football stickers. Perennial. Can't get rid of that. Seemingly um, at number four. I think WH Smiths are selling conkers. <laughs> But uh, to be fair, no one's been into WH Smiths for about 10 years, have they? So they might be. Out who, for knows now. What who knows what they're up to in there? That's, um, that's me and family outside selling conkers. <laughs> Come on, roll up. 2022, brand new. What else? What else have we talked about? Uh, yo-yos, it won't be that. It was one that we talked about that we said was really expensive. Pogs. A pog's back. More expensive. More expensive than a pog. There's uh, nothing more expensive Pokemon than a pog. Cards. Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, yeah, they are having a bit of a. So a it surge. says Pokemon cards are the second biggest trend. I don't think you're going to get them. Shall I? Shall I go through them? Give it. Yeah, do it. So in fifth place, bearing in mind this is W H Smith, so they're probably trying to <laughs> these things. Is W H Smith's gift cards? <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, uh, number five is Lego minifigures. All right. Which actually look quite a, good. Just, I can see there's a pack like two fifty. Just a little Lego man. Is that yeah, it? although it is quite expensive, it £2.50 for a little figure, isn't it? To be fair, mate, Lego is so insanely expensive. Yeah. I was looking at it for the for my daughter and I just... It is, like, isn't wow, it? She can wait a little while. She's Whenever you go to a car boot sale, that's what they always try and grab off you in the first two oh, minutes. Yeah, Got any Lego, yeah. mate? Got any Lego? Got any Lego, yeah, mate? It's ridiculously expensive. Uh, so fourth spot is football stickers. Yeah. Stickers. Number three, this is more of a trend than an actual like activity, but K-pop, it says oh, K-pop yeah. is the third biggest trend in playgrounds right That's now. That's true. That's like uh, a really low key thing because I think all the children yeah. that are into K-pop find each other and talk yeah. to each other about it, but then never, ever share that information with yeah. anyone outside of the group. That but seems then... to be how the K-pop community works. They don't talk about it to outsiders. But... It definitely happens. Yeah, K-pop's huge. But interestingly, I don't feel like kids talk about music that they listen to that much generally. You know, like... Well, no, but it's also terrible, isn't it? <laughs> We're getting to proper Bob Dylan old, not, in our, not in our day. If they were listening to Bob Dylan and Neil Young, I'd, I'd have something to talk about. But, you know, now, there they are, listening to K-pop. But yeah, the, the ones who are into it are super fanatic about it. I know that. Yeah, they are, aren't they? BTS, that's the band, is the band. They're, they're huge, BTS. I've got, or oh, I had one of my uh, students, sorry, one of my students in my, what would be the equivalent, year nine class, like 13, 14 year old, last year was, bearing in mind she goes to a European school that, that basically promote languages. So she already spoke Finnish, Swedish, English, French, and I think was learning a third language at school, which is probably German, like as a taught language, etc. I can't remember. So she has all these languages. She has all these languages, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm getting a private tuition, uh, a private tutor teaching me Korean on a night because she was so obsessed with K-pop." That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And uh, the so the number one 
Do I actually have a drum roll? I want to have a look, a little look in my my <clears throat> box here of. Here you go. No, we, we we have a bigger budget than that. Oh what? <laughs> so number one is Jeff. Ticked. You are really bringing it. Go on, I missed that. I told you. Uh, <laughs> number one, it's got a bit of a delay. Right, number one is TikTok dances. Ugh, no, thank you. Oh no. Yeah. What an anticlimax! And why oh. is, why is WH Smith pushing this? Oh, they can't monetize that TikTok dances, unless they've got like a big, like tome, three hundred page illustrative yeah. guide to all the terrible TikTok dances. And I guess the problem with this, well, not the problem with this, but the reason why this doesn't go is because the it's it's the method stays, and then the trend within the, do you know what I mean? Within mm. the app changes, you know, people will just keep TikTok, and then the trends change within TikTok itself. Which means, oh, which makes TikTok. me think, free yourself. Yeah, which Everybody, makes you think please. that it's gonna, it's gonna last a while. Oh no, yeah, and do you know what the thing with the thing with the TikTok dance? I imagine it may be somewhat fun to do. Yeah, but it is in no way fun to watch. No, is, as an observable thing, it is unpleasant. And Don't I have stop. no rhythm, so I oh, would I... never. Don't think you need it. Having watched some of these TikTok videos, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're so proud of them as well, which is kind of nice, I suppose. But yeah, you know, just just yeah, ban that one. Fire that. I one found I found a sound that 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 signifies how I feel about TikTok anyway. <laughs> boo. Well, that sounded more like an ooh than a boo. But anyway, have you downloaded a soundboard app because <laughs> no, you're just loving it. <laughs> Top Trumps, right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I can, right. even, even if you say things that, that are funny I could, I could if I don't have my laugh ready I can just swap it for <laughs> uh, like all the people that I have in my living room here in Belgium anyway so we, we've come here to our last our last let's let's bring this up we're already like 15 minutes over yeah, schedule come on, put a bow on it Jeff so I just want two answers really what's the worst what's the worst trend or craze we've discussed today. I t- oh, before we say this, sorry, some, a, f- a few people have mentioned this as well. Bottle flipping. Oh, yeah. oh. How to be utterly proud of quite possibly the world's smallest achievement. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It's such an annoying sound as well. Oh, you know, yeah, it, and they sit when, doing it forever. If you've got a class coming in or out, and they like, they might have been well behaved all the way through, and then just on the way out, you gudung gudung, and I'm like, <laughs> that one's kind of died now, I think, hasn't it? That's kind of gone. I don't see that anymore. I haven't seen it over it, here as much. I, I it was still, yeah. I think COVID. It, it yeah. kind of was was pre. They all moved on to TikTok dancers. Yeah, bottle flipping just wasn't getting the uh, the likes and the comments on TikTok, so they had to start dancing instead. Yeah, there was no one to annoy. Oh, can you imagine if you'd have been at home locked on lockdown with, with a, a teenager with that was just flipping. doing bottle flipping all the way through it's, lockdown? It, it's worse. It's what it is. Is it becomes such a mind preoccupation that they will do it at every opportunity, mm. and like it was like that with like with the floss or the dab. Like some children were just involuntarily, yeah. constantly doing it, and they couldn't physically stop. And I feel like bottle flipping got like that. They yeah. just physically could not stop doing it. 
And I don't know about you, but all the schools I've worked at in the last 10 years have tried to push this idea of kids having water and have the bottles with them and giving them free water. And so <laughs> there was like an endless supply of bottles. So to what flip. you need to do is while you're teaching, go around with a jug and keep them all topped up to the brim because <laughs> then when they won't be able to flip it then because it only works if you've got a bit in the bottom, doesn't it? Then they'll be doing the Find the Ball Cup game, you know, we'll bring that back. <laughs> oh. Right. Anyway, yes. so... It might even it sneaked in late at the end, but that even might be a contender for the worst. Yeah, definitely. One. TikTok dancers and bottle flipping, the dab, the floss, the plank, the ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah, fire them all into the sun. None of them, please. right? They're all gone. gone. They're not coming back. When you're head teacher, they're all on the on the when website. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's on the, on the website. Do that, not <laughs> the paper newsletter that gets scrunched up at the bottom of the yeah. bag, despite PDFs being readily of it. No, let's keep it as paper <laughs> newsletters. Uh, and what the best? Well, this is the what? other side of it. Mr. Swan yeah, sending out a text to all parents. Just to make you aware, Mr. Swan will be in form room 4G from 11.50 to 12.35. <laughs> uh, he's bringing his panini stickers and he's got a lot of swaps. It's got to be, hasn't it? You it's can have a... Be. You can't beat it. You can have a clap for that. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Oh, this is quite a long clap, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you need to practice. Yeah. Practice with this before you bring it to the next one. Yeah, definitely. Them, you, no. you can't be you can't be collecting and football, and also it's a sticker. Who doesn't like a sticker? Uh, somebody who's parked illegally. Oh well, yeah. Right. I think on that note, I think on that note, we'll bring it to a close. Thank you for uh, working seventeen minutes past the allotted time. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll just invoice you. Thank you. No problem. Uh, send. I will pay you in. You've got a choice of marbles, conkers, or the British weird crushes top trumps two thousand to two thousand and five. I want the Louis Theroux one, please, and I want it in a frame. <laughs> Three for charisma. How unfortunate! Right. Thank you so much, James, for joining us. No worries, mate. All the best. Have a lovely week, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. And thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us tonight as well. If you would like to listen back, you can find this show on all of the uh, the regulars on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., etc. And uh, thank you for those of us who have been listening live on the Podbean app. Uh, if you'd like to keep in contact with the conversation or keep going with the conversation, you can tweet myself at Jeff underscore Pedley on Twitter or using the hashtag, using the handle, sorry, at TT Radio 2022. I'll be back next Thursday with some more Late Late Show. Have a lovely evening and I will see you all soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.